It is the Lockdown Bengals Podcast with your hosts, Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry and at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you. What up, Bengals fans? Training camp is here. Lockdown Bengals is here. Go find the podcast on Himalaya, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Joe, I can't contain my excitement any longer with Mm -hmm. this pre-show intro stuff. Let's just get right into it today. Yes, sir. We've got uh, all the people that are cleared to practice, guys that are not participating, which are a bunch of first-round picks, and... Some players taking first team reps that were, I don't know if it's unexpected or expected at this point. I got, I guess, comments from both sides of the aisle there. Yeah, and he's talking about the offensive left guard situation. We'll start out, I think, with just a quick injury report. Yeah. So we've got John Ross, Billy Price, and obviously Jonah Williams, who's on the PUP and not the IR, not practicing today. If anyone knows the rule around IR return, We're speculating this is why Jonah Williams is on the PUP, because right now there's a special designation for people put on the IR, for players put on the IR, that is IR prior to cut to 53. So our speculation is that you have to make the 53-man roster, then go on the IR to be an IR return candidate, and that kind of makes sense. But does that mean they think he could come back for the final month? Remember when we first talked about this injury, it did put him in December. Yeah. He could... could potentially play that that last uh, couple weeks or so yeah when we were looking at the rehab prognosis or whatever that was the range there is a range uh, i guess right. we should be saying that he, he could get back and be ready to go at, toward the end of the season and if he if he's on if he if he's lucky if he's like a, a an adrian peterson type recovery athlete then he could be back earlier right yeah so or if it's you know, they get to the playoffs, maybe, you know, hopefully, maybe, sort of. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? No, we're not. We're just hoping. Preseason and, and training camp, uh, day one, walkthrough day. It is nice to see some players back at practice, so we talked about some of the guys missing, and it just so happens that those guys that are notably missing are the last three first-round picks. Yeah, But A.J. Green, back at practice. Tyler Eifert, back at practice. Carl Lawson, back at practice. Ryan Glasgow, back at practice. So four guys back and are full participants as far as we can tell. They all had helmets on. There are no pads today, so it's not a big contact day anyway. Good for them. But it's great to see, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and for the, the other guys, Jonah's not even dressed at all. It looks like Billy Price is in uniform on a bike that could be conditioning, that could be a pulled muscle or strain of some sort. Normally, it could be a lot of times you see hamstring or calf uh, issues where they want to keep them on a bike and keep them loose. Uh, my guess is conditioning because it's day one, and that's not uh, crazy or atypical for um, – or is that untypical? How, how do you say that? Atypical. For offensive linemen. Yes, for offensive linemen in the first few days of camp to need a little bit of conditioning. But John Ross – 
Along with, it was interesting because uh, at first Eifert and Green also did not have their helmets on, and they were off on the sideline. When you, If you're watching the NFL Network uh, broadcast, they were not participating with all the other receivers going through their one-on-one drills. Instead, those three were going through mental reps with Bob Bicknell, the wide receiver coach. He was calling the plays. They would line up in their respective spots. Uh, they talk about what they're doing. Ross would go in motion. It looked a lot like Eifert was in the slot based on where they're aligning. Now they weren't on the full field, but they were, you know, on a, a short, maybe 15-yard section. And uh, and they would release into their routes, just walk them, talk with it, talk, you know, what they're doing. And those were the three guys that did miss some time during minicamp and OTA. So it makes sense that maybe they needed a little bit more. And then once actual drills started to take place. Ross was the only one left behind, did not participate in those, or is not currently as we're recording. They're going through them. And, uh, but he is walking behind the receivers and lining up where he's supposed to just, you know, 10 yards back. Yeah, he doesn't have a helmet today. He's out there taking, like Joe said, mental reps, walking through in some cases. It doesn't look like there's much really going on today. And we, we had heard that. No pads, obviously. One-hour practice, just walking through stuff. Some positional drills happening, but they're they're not even doing seven on sevens, right? Yeah, it at least like, as far as we know. Yeah, there was some one on ones and some, uh, you know, so it wasn't full seven on seven. It was like half the field, kind of two on two drills, right? Yeah, with with the linebacker in the middle, again, like walking through. This is my zone responsibility on this play or what have you. Yeah, while the other side wasn't doing much. Someone did just send me, and I want to give him credit before I uh, say too much. goes by Jay Matavia, M-A-T-E-V-I-A. He says he's at camp. He said, Drake Kirkpatrick has already had three really nice plays, including a really good pass breakup on A.J. Green. Yeah, we just got the tweet from Evan Deep, the video. That's in your mentions, Joe. It's Ah, a little hitch route that... uh, Looks like it's about an eight-yard hitch, and and uh, Drake Kirkpatrick makes a really nice break on the ball. And yeah, AJ, AJ how... actually pushes off at the top of the route a little <laughs> yeah. bit too. It looks like Green actually pushes him after the route too. Like, come on, get out of here! But <laughs> if, what? At one point, when Green breaks off his route to come back, really impressive by Kirkpatrick because he has his back to Green, but he plants really quickly off two steps and he's back and makes a play on it. And we have some bad news, actually. It looks like in the last 30 seconds, A.J. Green gets up gimpy after trying to catch a pass from Dalton that Drake Kirkpatrick broke up. Definite limp through a mouthpiece. Trainer's looking at him. Hmm. I wonder if it's that same play. Not what you want to hear. A.J. Green apparently has sustained some sort of injury. He has a shoe off. Um, Left foot, they say, also. So looking at video of last year when he hurt his foot, it was his right toe. So they're saying left foot this time happened on a jump ball with Drake Kirkpatrick, who is also now apparently being looked at. So the injuries are starting. And it sounds potentially bleak for A.J. Green. Jay Morrison just tweeted out, obviously no idea how serious it is, but A.J. is not putting on a poker face. Head in hands, distraught look. That sounds horrific. I don't want to hear any of this. None of this is fun and good, and you're getting live reaction from us because we're reading it as it's happening. Yeah, I was really excited when we started recording 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I know. I know. So if Green's hurt and Ross isn't out there, man, it it, it, uh, quickly turns into a different offense, as we know. Yeah, not not a great start, especially if Dre's also going to be hurt. I mean... 
this is not how you want to start the season. Being carted off the field, according to Jeremy Roch from Fox 19, punched a bench. Sounds potentially serious. We'll get updates. Obviously, we don't know much right now. But uh, we're going to take a quick break and regroup, gather our thoughts, and come back and try to get through the rest of this podcast. So the fun never ends here for the Cincinnati Bengals. A.J. Green being carted off the field, um, looks visibly upset, punching benches. He's not happy after talking to the trainers. Obviously, this because he's injured, but also because he's probably in the midst of a um, contract negotiation, a very important one that probably centers around his health and durability of late. So uh, I could see why he would be extra frustrated if it's not just completely injury-related. I guess we should hold our judgment until we really find out the extent of the injury He could be frustrated that he's just getting injured on the first day of practice after he literally in an interview before before practice started was talking about how excited he was to just be back, be healthy, how hard it was to be away from the game, be away from his teammates. That in and of itself, no matter how serious the injury is, must be extremely frustrating for him. Maybe it's just a sprained ankle, right? Maybe it's a low ankle sprain, a run-of-the-mill, he'll be okay in three weeks kind of thing. But you never want to miss training camp, even if you're A.J. Green, especially this year because they're installing a whole new offense. Right, and you, you could see he needed the mental reps, or at least he, he felt he did, and he was doing them before the practice started. And then it, um, also to follow up on the report that Kirkpatrick um, came up limp, limpy, limp, gimpy, yeah, after the same play, he was not out there also with the first series of 11-on-11. 11 11. So there's a lot of players missing as they head out there 11-on-11. 11 11. And we, we also talked about tackle depth. And the lack thereof, Kent Perkins has left practice, according to Jay Morrison. So hmm. the thin gets thinner. The only in guy the with position, right? The only the only backup with tackle experience until we haven't talked about it, Jake. I guess on the podcast they did sign Andre Smith. Was it yesterday hmm. or the day before? It was a couple of days ago, I think. Yeah. So Andre Smith, we should talk about that quickly. I guess Andre Smith yeah. is back in Cincinnati. He. I mean, is roughly the same as Bobby Hart, I guess. And if that's your starter, then... He's 10 years older almost at this point. <laughs> you, you could do worse for a backup, I guess. But the, the frustration that I think you saw from Bengals Twitter was that, well, we're, we're doing the same thing. And, and there's more of that that bubbled over into today with Christian Westerman not getting snaps with the first team. So there's a lot of this theme of, oh, more of the same. And, yeah. and A.J. Green's injury to a foot seems to be adding to it. Yeah, it's it's it seems we're stuck in a time loop, and it does not matter who the head coach is because, uh, as we see, uh, it didn't really change their approach in free agency. It didn't really change who they brought back when they needed a tackle again because they've needed, you know, I feel like three years in a row they've needed a tackle. Andre Smith, where you at? So, uh, this is, and this is a trend for the Bengals. You know, bringing back Pat Sims, Michael Johnson, uh Taylor Mays, all these guys that they've had before release and somehow find their way back to the roster is is a larger trend of concern of, of how much they are in, in touch with the rest of the league in terms of uh, feeling comfort levels to bringing in outside free agents. So, Or if those guys are willing to entertain the Bengals when, sure. they, when they approach them, or if it's like, okay, you've been here before, you know what it's like here, come hang out in Cincinnati again for a year. Right. For, and... What it's like, people say that, well, you know, he knows the place. 
Yeah, that's true. But I mean, is it the, the cynic in me is like, oh, he knows the high ex- the expectations aren't high here. You can just come in and do your thing. We're not, you know, expecting to compete a hundred percent of the way. Uh, that's the cynic in me that that thinks that. But at the same time, I don't have a problem with Andre Smith. I, I think if you're signing a backup tackle, that's the type of guy I would sign because you're going to need your this the third tackle is going to play this year, no doubt about it in my mind. So. Uh, I don't have a problem with Smith. It's just that it's Andre Smith again, and they've tried this a bunch of times, and that's not – we know what he is. What he is is bad. And so if you have to play him, you're, you know you're playing a bad player, which is um, not where you want to be. Here's the point that I like. The point that I like is that if it's Andre Smith or if it's Donald Penn, no matter which of those guys in that tier they bring in to be depth, they're going to have to make another move. And it might be a trade. And and that that actually might be where they're focused is, you know, let's go make a trade and and make it happen. But at the pace injuries are piling up here. Maybe uh, don't. Day one of training camp. Um, That that draft capital is getting a little bit more expensive to give up. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that my last point on Smith is, uh, you know, people are like, well, I don't know why you're getting upset. It's a backup tackle. They needed a backup tackle. Both points are fair and right, true, right, right. And there's not a huge list of guys out there that I would take. There's maybe three or four guys that I'd even be semi-happy with. So it's not about that. It's just uh, trying the same thing over. And the most overused phrase of the last 10 years, I feel like, is is the definition of insanity, is trying th- the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Um, but in this case, it applies perfectly. Also, it's not the definition of insanity. Uh, since we are recording this while training camp is happening, Tyler Dragon did tweet out a few minutes ago that AJ Green has a possible left ankle sprain. That's the initial report. That's the only diagnosis that mm-hmm. I've seen mentioned on Twitter thus far. I think it's still highly speculative. Uh, but if Tyler is hearing, this is the new beat writer for the Inquirer, in case you weren't aware. If, if he's hearing ankle sprain, that's probably a good sign. Yeah. Um, James Palmer also said this was a lower left leg. Don't know if it was ankle, foot, or what yet. Right. They took so. the, the the fact that they took the shoe off for an ankle sprain is a little bit weird to me. That's why my mind went immediately to toe or, or foot, foot injury or bone. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's weird to take off the shoe for an ankle right away, right? Yeah, because swelling the the shoe often helps keep the swelling down a little bit. Unless he broke it. <laughs> Then sure, Even then, I think up. then you cut the shoe off if you're worried about a fracture okay. in the ankle. I think I think you don't want to yank a tight cleat off of it. Well, here's our first one. Well, I guess not the first because they had it with Jonah, but maybe they didn't know. Uh, and they had it with Clint Bowen. I guess maybe they didn't know there. I was going to say this is our first opportunity to see if the Bengals are a little more um, honest or truthful or maybe more aware of injuries and let us know a little bit sooner. Because remember, it... It, especially the last handful of years with Marvin Lewis, it was he'll be fine, and then within a week that guy was on IR. I don't think they're required to report yet. No, they're not. But so, I want to see if they offer that information. If they're, you know, this is a good example of like what well, Bill Belichick wouldn't say anything. He'd say he hurt his leg. Um, while other coaches would say, yeah, it looks like a sprained ankle, mild sprain. He should be out for three to four weeks. I feel like I would err on the side of Bill Belichick here. I mean, yes, it would be nice as a fan. I want to know what's going on with A.J. Green, but I, I feel like um, there's no reason to divulge that information. There's no reason to give out, you know, what's going on. 
Oh, I'm not saying he should. I'm just, I just mean, this is a, a time for us to see what they'll do. It'll be really interesting to see. And I wish this whole conversation hadn't shifted to AJ Green because that's all we can right. really think about it at this point. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this has an impact, like you mentioned, on his uh, on his contract situation. True. Right. If they were close, I would hold off to see what the deal is. I mean, he's yeah. been he's missed three game, thirteen games over the last is it three or four years? But either way, he's basically missed a full season now in recent memory. It's got to be three years since 16, 17, 18. But uh, that's a lot. And now if he's in danger of missing week one or further, yeah, it would completely change what you're offering him. And it's it's a thing where, you know, Cincinnati wants to bring A.J. Green back. A.J. Green wants to be in Cincinnati. But at some point, it needs to be like a cold calculated deal of we need to really evaluate these these lower leg injuries. So... Yep. We'll find out what's going on. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We've covered Andre Smith. Uh, I think the, the things we haven't covered yet are we haven't talked much about John Jerry getting the first team reps at left guard. We haven't talked mm-hmm. about Trey Hopkins being the first center off the bench. Uh, Tony Kovitz on Twitter let us know that Rodney Anderson looks good. And yep. uh, we have some interesting notes from what we saw on NFL Network with running backs taking Uh, taking snaps with receivers in some of those passing drills. But we will take a quick break and be right back to wrap things up. Uh, We might have another A.J. Green update, too, by the time we're done recording, so stick around. And we're back for the last segment, Locked on Bengals podcast. Jake and Joe, we uh, we're so upset there in between recording on on that uh, break. We were watching Kyler Murray throws for Arizona. For some somehow, someone's got all twenty-two on Twitter of of Kyler Murray and like five different uh, plays for Arizona Cardinals camp. But uh, there has been at least it looks like at least maybe some speculation or hopes and updates on AJ Green, Jake. Yeah, there has been. We've got a picture from Sam Green of the Cincinnati Enquirer. His ankle is fully wrapped. He looks like they've got ice on the ankle. So we're we're not sure that it's ankle, but it, the initial report of ankle sprain is consistent with having your ankle wrapped in ice. He doesn't have anything on his toes. He's not in a walking boot. He is on crutches, however, leaving the Dayton facility today. Yeah, Zach Taylor quoted by saying, you don't want to assume anything, but I think we're going to be okay. He says it looks to be a left foot or ankle injury. Also got an update on the John Ross injury. He wasn't practicing today. It doesn't sound like there's anything long-term to worry about with Ross, but I think that's just, just keeping them out until they turn into the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up for Daniel Jones, right? Quarterback of oh, the future. No. 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 That was a bad joke. Um, right. So I think that's just kind of the state of John Ross, though, right? Like, he's, he's yes. never, it's never really a long term thing. It's just a series of nagging things that seem to yep. tightness, soreness, whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? We were going to talk about John Jerry getting first team snaps at left guard. Right. We're going to talk about Trey Hopkins, the first center off the bench. Looks like we just saw a tweet. I've just seen a tweet that Jordan Evans was the third linebacker today. That which makes, makes sense. sense. Yep. Veteran. Yep. Compared to the Malik Jackson, Jeffersons and... Uh, and we saw in uh, a couple of reps where the nickel defense was out there, it was Preston Brown and Nick Vigil, as expected. Yeah, maybe, right? Because that was that weird half-and-half half thing going on. 
I guess that's probably in, the nickel defense. Yeah, that was their back seven, right? Yeah, because you could see Sean Williams for sure. I couldn't really see the long, the the far side of the field. Yeah, well, their 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 nickel corner was out there. Yes, and the nickel corner. We also haven't talked about this, or maybe I did mention it was B.W. Webb, right? Who is getting stats? I don't know if Dark has already even practiced. There wasn't any mention of him that I saw today. Uh, for yeah, there wasn't, practice, was there? But he. Um, he wasn't getting the first team slot snaps, and that's something that we speculated about that he might be, uh, he might be behind BW Webb in the pecking order with Lou Anarumo. Yeah, that could definitely be the case. Uh, also, you, we wanted to mention the receivers running their drills, right? So uh, first, they're showing it on NFL Network, and they're running comebacks and posts or whatever. And then the tight ends went out wide, ran the same route, and then the running backs went out wide, ran the same route. So it was really interesting to see. It's not what the Bengals typically did in the past where the receivers are out there or running backs are out there actually running receiver routes with um, some, a bit of effort and, and, and focus on, on trying to, you know, plan at the right spot and come back and they're running comeback routes and Gio Bernard looked really crisp. But I remember thinking before previous years when I, I'd watched Le'Veon Bell in practice running out wide with the receivers running routes. And that's how he got so good at, at doing that. And, I would, I would hope last year when I went to camp, I, I would hope maybe Joe Mixon's going to get some opportunity to do this. Never, you wouldn't see that. And once in a while, he'd get a rep on the outside after they motioned him out. But it wasn't like an individual drills where they had the running backs out there running routes like they are now. I also appreciated seeing that. It hints that, you know, they're moving guys around. This is what we what we thought we, we, we were going to see. So nice to see that in the first day of practice. We can focus on the positives of, of Tyler Eifert, Carl Lawson, Ryan Glasgow coming back to practice. Uh, it sounds like, according to Zach Taylor, there's a bit of audio on NFL Network. He felt good about the mental preparation for the day. He said he didn't see a lot of mental mistakes out there. Going to go back at the film, obviously, and check everything. But right, that's what you want to hear for the first day of camp with the new offense. That's a positive thing coming out. Yeah, especially with guys missing because obviously Green wasn't out there for most of it now, and uh, practice for sure. At least, yeah, and eleven on elevens, he wasn't there. So, right. and then John Ross and Billy Price. So, you know, those are three guys that you definitely need, and not to mention Jonah Williams. But it's at this point it's already expected and and adjusted for. Yep. But uh, still, that's four guys. Yeah. And, and Dre Kirkpatrick, we'll have to wait and see if there's an update on him. It doesn't sound like it's serious, or or maybe it just wasn't asked about, but we don't know if he got back out there for 11-on-11s. The supposed coverage that we were going to get on NFL Network, we didn't see any of the 11-on-11s. Instead, we've seen Willie McGinnis interview Tom Brady about six <laughs> times. Terrible coverage on NFL Network, honestly. yeah, They made it seem like it was going to be something special to broadcast from Dayton, Ohio. And... Um, it was not that. And and this, I mean, this is the only day that they said that we were going to get NFL Network coverage. NFL Network is doing inside training camp for the next week, I would assume. And this yeah. is what we got for the Bengals. I mean, typical, right? Like, yep. it's a national channel. Nobody cares about the Bengals. But Oh, also, over the weekend, there was a piece by Andy Benoit on the Bengals to sit down with Zach Taylor oh, yeah. to give that a read. That was really good. Um, also, Paul Denner uh, tweeted about it and talked about it, about the... Bengals are getting play clocks at practice and at camp, something they never had before. Right. And you wonder why they had so many issues with the with the play clock before, not just the play clock, but time management. 
Marvin Lewis just used to keep a stopwatch in his pocket and use his own head as when the drills were over. Uh, so it, it sounded like some players and, and staff were relieved to see the clocks being installed. That just seems insane to me. Yeah, that they hadn't done it before. It's one of right. those things that you read. It's like they what? <laughs> this is new to you, right? And, and then you you wonder. Well, you don't wonder. You, you know, know why they struggled with the with the Clock. time management situations. Right. Yeah, and understanding those situations and and yeah. Oh man, that should make a big difference. The other thing that I thought was interesting from Paul Danner at the Athletic was they had. Uh, they have a, a new conditioning test. That's right. I didn't read that, though. I, I plan on doing that later. I didn't get all the way through it, but it sounds like it was a more difficult yeah. uh, conditioning test, which maybe has something to do with Billy Price, the speculation that we had earlier. And that is fully speculation. We heard that there was a small injury to Billy Price that, that Man, might it, keep him out. NFL Network showing some clips of Green before he got hurt, and he looked spry and quick, man. Well, he did. Yeah, I mean, that just was, he, it surprised me because we haven't seen him in a while now. Yeah, he gets up. He, I mean, he still looks good. If he's healthy, he's still going to be great. Let's just get him healthy and stop having these freak injuries. I'm, I'm sure, I'm not sure. I'm assuming if it's an ankle sprain, he just landed on Dre's foot or something. Talking about going up for a jump ball. Most and maybe ankle that's why Dre got hurt also. Foot. Yeah, got maybe a cleat he, to his yeah, foot. Exactly, yeah, well, let's hope, right? I mean, I guess. I guess that's hoping for the best at this point. It's an ankle sprain. He's back in three weeks. Right. It seems the it went from extreme disaster on Twitter, reaction from the national media and, and local media too, to hopeful or let's see. We're in that let's see range. Well, and that's because of AJ's reaction, right? Yeah. If a player's throwing anything he can get his hands on, punching the bench. Yeah you know, cradling his head in his hands. And there's pictures of a lot of this stuff out there. You, you're generally going to assume the worst. Uh, right. But then, you know, you see him on crutches with ice on his ankle. Maybe the, maybe it's just frustration, right, instead of a yeah. serious injury. Disappointment, frustration. I could definitely exactly. see that. So I think that's all we got, Jake. I wish it was better. Man, I know. So, somebody on Twitter said, the first day of training camp is supposed to be a happy day. Our friends in the UK are, it's, you know, what time is it there? Partying. It's, it's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And oh, it is. Because I thought they were drinking at noon. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they're seeing this news when they're out at the pub or whatever they're doing. So to, to any of our UK listeners, you've, you've heard us go through the full gamut now of One reaction from awful in to hopeful. Twi Twitter, just now, I just saw this and I want to get your take on it while it's fresh. Andy Benoit tweets, quote, If without A.J. Green, the Bengals have the least talented offense in the NFL. Miami? Right. I mean, the reaction, Pete Smith, Buffalo? Baltimore? Right. There's got to be others that I'm not even thinking about. But Miami definitely jumps into my mind. It, it's not hands down the least, though. It's not even it's, close. They saw right. Joe Mixon and Tyler Eifert and Tyler Boyd. I mean, if... if if you're not counting Eifert because you're assuming he's going to get hurt, then sure. Fine. I mean, Boyd and Mixon. Right, that's basically it. It's hard to stack that up against against other teams in the NFL. Yep. 
But as a whole, I mean, they have depth. Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. There is still, I still do like Ross and Erickson if I have to. I don't think they're world beaters, but I do like Uzama and Sample as backup tight ends also. So it's not, listen, if you're, if, were we counting the old line too? Because then maybe, maybe we start sliding into desperate territory. But I'm not saying it's a bottom six probably without AJ Green. Yeah. And it, with AJ Green, it's a middle of the road offense, I think. Yeah. You know what's, Frustrating, and I'm just going to rag on NFL Network one last time here, is that the NFL Network had cameras in Cincinnati. They they were recording everything at practice because we've seen clips of things that that weren't part of the broadcast, and they just they don't have video of the of the injury. Yeah. They maybe have yeah. one cameraman there or something, maybe two. I don't know. But they were following Green the whole time. They got all these clips of what he was doing before he was hurt. All of a sudden, you, you take it off? Okay. Take it off of him on sevens. Yeah. It was Am a pass I correct? Him also, it looked like Jonah was in his jersey right there, actually. Yeah, but he's obviously not doing anything. No, but I just thought, at first I saw he was just wearing a, a t-shirt or, a, oh, or okay. a light sweater. But um, no, it looked like he was in his, his uniform. Vance Meek just tweeted, Bengals need to address wide receiver early in next year's draft. And it's going to be a good wide receiver draft. Or maybe yeah. that's in two years. I want Justin Ross from Clemson in two years. Give me two first-round picks in 2021, number one and two, and I'll take the quarterback and the wide receiver from Clemson. The Giants are for sure behind the Bengals with AJ Green. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm still stuck on the tweet. Yeah, no, that's fair. It was a fire take tweet, and I don't like it. It was a terrible, terrible take. Yeah. Okay. It's disrespectful. Hopefully day two of training camp bears better news. It starts tomorrow at 3 p.m. back in Cincinnati. If you're local, you can go down there for free. Check it out. It's a fun time. And if you are there, continue to send Joe and I tweets and updates. We will try to credit you whenever we can. Uh, If you give us cool takes, it was... Tony Kovitz today with the news on Rodney Anderson. The only thing I heard about Rodney Anderson today, Tony Kovitz said he looked agile when working with a trainer on the side, which is an important note in the ACL recovery. Big key there, right, uh, Jake? If you tweet us about players that no one else is talking about, we're for sure going to get your tweet read on the podcast. That's right. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We hope that Sunday bears better news. AJ Green's going to be back at practice 100%, no problem. We're hoping you're right. Sure. Maybe it's too confusing. Go find the podcast on Himalaya, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Apple podcast. That's the same thing as iTunes. No, it's different. I'm going to re-record this anyway. 